Hey guys, I'm here with Danielle. We are going to do Hi. a pulse like reading or, or you know, whatever. We're just shooting it because we haven't talked in a while. Well, we talk all the time, but we haven't talked on podcasts like formalness in a while. And we're like, let's do it. So let's do it. Yeah. There's so much to talk about. Like with, the, well, since the last time we've actually officially talked, but I think we should just keep it to what's going on right now and how, how you're feeling and how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? Tell me about how you're feeling right now. Yeah. Um, it's like a therapy session. It's so hard to talk about stuff without really talking about stuff. Right. Cause it's like, you know, since like everything's so censored, you can't ever, you can't really say how you feel about anything or what else or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you also have to be like, Oh, well, who do I defend and not offend and all that crap. Um, my, I, I went to lunch with my brother today and he goes, that's a serial killer jacket. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, it looks like something a serial killer would wear. I was just like, oh, whatever. See, you can't please anybody. That's right. It's the old, yeah, the good old story of the, the boy and, and the man and the donkey, right? You can, Wait, what? whatever. <laughs> there's a whole, there's a story, the story of the man and, and the boy and the donkey. And so the story is like this guy is walking. Um, I, I don't remember exactly how it starts, but the first, first the boy is on the donkey and everyone's laughing and they're like, why is the boy on the donkey? The man should be on the donkey. The boy's young, the man is old. He should be on the donkey. So then the boy and the man change. And so then the man's on the donkey and then everyone's like, why is the man on the donkey? The boy should be on the donkey. So then they both get on the donkey and then they're like, look at those fools. The donkey's leading them. They don't even know where they're going. And like the two of them on the donkey, who does that? So then they decide to carry the donkey. And so they have like the legs tied up and the donkey's hanging upside down and they go over a bridge and everyone's like laughing at them and they drop their donkey into the water and lose their donkey. So of course the moral is why, why are you listening to them? Just do what you were, the way you were gonna do it anyway and end a story. Or like what, at one time, neither one of them were on the donkey and they're like, that's a perfectly good donkey. Somebody could be riding on, <laughs> why aren't, why isn't someone riding on that donkey? I've never Just heard that donkey story. Is that a Mexico thing or is that a- No, I no, that's like an old, not proverb, but an old, yeah, moral of the story is, yeah. Uh, speaking of donkeys, I was, uh, I really love baby- Speaking of asses. <laughs> speaking of asses, I know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like this, I, I was watching my niece and nephew this like weekend and- um, um, I was like, they were, they were asking like, what kind of animals would you have? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I want a kangaroo. And I was like, oh, and I really want like a tiny little baby zonkey, like, or a, a burrow, you know? And they were like, you mean a donkey? And I was like, no, like, you know, like a baby burrow. They're like, that's just Spanish for donkey, Nikki. Like that's, and I was like, no, it's not. It's like a whole other species. It's like its own thing. Like there's such things as like miniature, miniature burrows. And they were like, no, I, don't, I think that's just the Spanish word for donkey. And they, they were right. Yeah, they're right. They're, they're right. I'm, I'm dumb. Like I, so I thought, I thought burrows were their own thing. And I, yeah. So anyway, that was, I, wow. I got made a burrow of, I'll tell you that. That's right. You were, you were a burrow in that incident. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Um, yep. So what do you, okay. So let, let's talk about volcanic activity right now. Yeah, the volcanic activity, it's crazy. So obviously, you know that I'm following La Palma pretty closely. This is the not the first volcano that I've been really into, but like into at this level, I guess. Um, 
since it since day two pretty much since you found out that this was going on I was like wait what because my dad had told me that story years ago about this whole hypothesis that the, the whole island could or like part of it can slide into the ocean and cause a tsunami which has pretty much been debunked which is something that I don't think could happen by its own um but who knows so I've been following it and like just watching the live streams and it goes back and forth there's a lot of controversy mixed feelings about um you know is if it's going to be really stopping soon so every day it's just been like is it going to be stopping soon and not just that a volcano just like we'll talk about la palma more but um other volcanoes in the world this tal volcano the indonesia volcano i keep trying to figure out like is there more volcanic activity happening or not so what do you think well, i mean and even like all the super uh um calderas and stuff that exist that you're i mean okay what was which one was the one it wasn't Yellowstone. There was something like super big. I can't remember where it was, but basically it would have, this was like an ancient extinct volcano, but the caldera is so big that they said that the ash that would have been produced would have been able to, to um, fill like something the size of Texas, like 40 feet tall or something, you know? And I'm kind of going like, what? So there are actual super volcanoes that if erupted, like we didn't even have to be hit by dinosaurs for are we didn't have to be hit by comets for the the dinosaurs to go extinct like if the if enough volcanoes or if we have a big enough eruption from a super volcano if that goes off like you literally will have no way of seeing the sun for certain i mean like all plant life everything will die like there's um even even that one the um what's it called krakatoa krakatoa oh, yeah. in 18 uh 1886 we'll say something i don't know like that, that right something like that though right but um they claim that the sunsets were effective for up to five years with that one um yeah. you know, and like there's people who were painting sunsets in england uh like every day like almost like photographs or something but they were able to say that you know they were super for, super vibrant for up to five years same thing with when um mount st helens went off it the sunsets were spectacular for an entire year seen around the world because of all the extra particulate that was in the atmosphere. So it, I, I, I've, okay. So I have a minor in geology and like, I was totally into volcanology and like, I totally wanted to go into that at one point in time. Like when I was younger, I used to be obsessed with like hot spots was my thing. Like, you know, Hawaii is technically a hot spot where it's not on a plate. Same thing with Yellowstone is technically a hot spot. And that's where it's just like a hole in the crust. And it's just like, just like always like a constant like right that's la palma yeah the canary yeah. islands are all is like that, that. A, is that a hot spot too yeah those are hot spots well i mean yeah because i guess it's the mid atlantic it's too far away from the mid atlantic mid atlantic bridge to be like on a, on a like because most most times or not most times but a lot of times volca volcanoes are on plate right like, edges and Where so they're, that yeah. makes sense right but the hotspot ones are the ones that are more unpredictable and crazier to me. And like, I'm always super interested if it's in the middle of a continent, not on a fault line. Anyway, my thing is like, okay, if we're about to go into this new ice age, apparently we're, okay, here, let me back this up there. Uh, an average size of something like, like what I just talked about, Krakatoa. Okay. That is something half the size of Krakatoa would would 
produce more CFCs than all the cars in all the world for up to two years. So, I mean, like Krakatoa, that probably would have been like maybe five years worth of, of vehicles in one, in, you know, like one like session. And so that's what I kind of, well, it's not even kind of like, I do think this whole um, carbon tax and this, yeah. like it's climate change, 100% agenda. Like it just study volcanoes and then you'll realize that we are but ants upon the back or we're fleas upon the back of a dog and like yes we we can dig in and we can do things that make her itch and stuff and like whatever but well the fleas i don't think the fleas herself are going to kill the dog i think it's more i mean we're horribly invasive parasites in some actually i don't like to say that because i feel like that's almost like what we're being trained to think of i think we're more I think human beings are more neurons of the, of the planet. And we, if we're healthier newer neurons, you know, like you don't want to claim we're brain cells, right? So you don't want to, um, you don't want to drink a bunch of alcohol and kill your brain cells, right? Like you want to drink a bunch of, I don't know, electrolyte water and make your brain cells healthy or something. I don't know. So I kind of feel like I'm going in a weird tangent, but I also feel like <laughs> what we're doing here is, it, I don't think we're causing this stuff, basically. I think she's going through a natural progression and it's interesting to, to witness and see, and it could be related more towards the solar minimums and solar maximums and like what's actually happening with our sun. Okay. Yeah, I hear you about the sun and the sun activity. I think that we don't have enough um, study in that area to really understand the impact that it has on the magnetic field, or maybe, maybe I just don't, or, and volcano, volcanoes, because, oh, by the way, in those groups, like, they're like, no, the, C, the CMEs have nothing to do with uh, volcanic activity. Those are the no, moderators. And I'm just like, no. And they say that, they said that only 1% of moon activity has to do with um, volcanic activity. Sorry, with moon, like the moon phases have to do with activity. Um, volcanic activity, only 1%. So I'm like, hmm, I don't think that you could just, you know, wipe that out and just say, no, that's, that's it. That's been, well, where has it been proven that that's true? No, it hasn't. I don't think, right, that, 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 that it's not affecting volcanoes or planet life at some level besides electromagnetic activity, which we know it does. But anyway, I think that, um, that you're right, like it, with, where we're just doing a small impact. I like your idea about us being neurons and, and we're, we're very unhealthy neurons as a species right now then, because I do think of us as like a cancer or a virus or a parasite more than anything, because we're just not acting in our best interest and mother earth's best interest and in all of the earthlings that are, are here. Right, you know, a parasite takes from its host and it doesn't give back. Like that's the definition of a parasite. But then it's like right. at the same time, I think in a lot of ways we're self-fulfilling prophecies of being told that, right? Exactly. But I don't think we're all that way. And it's not a hundred percent true. Like there are, true. there are people who are doing grid work and light work and there's people who are planting right. trees and who are like loving exactly. the planet and like having good ideas for it. And I mean, there are, there are really healthy neurons on right. the planet. Like it, it's just that, um, you know, what you focus on grows, right? And uh, we are being coerced by a, by a group of really cancerous um, beings yeah. or something to believe that we are um, filthy little uh, things. Like bad for the planet. Our planet. Yeah, and that's, but we could do better than we're doing for sure. But 
anyway, I, I don't know. I think it's like all this stuff is more of a way to control us more. Well, that's true. I also think like what, what you said about, well, the planet is just going through her natural cycles. I do think that, but then all of a sudden, speaking about the pulse, recently I, I've been reflecting like, am I getting paranoid? Am I getting, is this too much? Like I'm, I'm starting to think that, you know how the other day you, you texted me with, um, I think that everything's an agenda. I'm like, I think everything's an agenda too. So my thought was like, okay, wait, about the planet. Oh, that if there are all these like super radical theories, right? About that there are some maybe other species activity involved with, uh, I don't know, whoever the, <laughs> who runs the planet here right now, starting right. this volcanic activity, right? Or, or instigating it, taking the opportunity to instigate it. So then I think, well, if we look at it and we actually have this thought, and if that's may or may not be true, that's a pretty far out there thought, then how much natural cycle is there ever? Because what is causing these cycles if it's not natural? I mean, I don't wanna underrate mother earth. She has her natural cycles and she's a living being. I truly believe that. But if these other things are causing this cycle to happen in a bigger way, then how much of is that is natural? I mean, I, I guess we could, I mean, we could, we, I mean, there is the possibility that it's like, this has happened before and before, you know, it's like a Mary Poppins thing. Like this has happened once before I, where it's just like kind of a thing where, you know, uh, Atlantis like destroyed its planet and then reset like there, there, there is like, and I am inclined to believe a lot of times that there has been global resets of civilizations and whether that is um, caused by their own doing or just natural catastrophes like you know like we would it's kind of hard to know if we would ever really know the, like how that really does go down um right. and how much of our consciousness is influencing all of that yeah and i do think that your thoughts really are things like you can create massive thought forms um egregores and exactly um, oh can i share something about that because yeah. i have i have a good one so it's about it's about the volcano couple of, it was early on maybe the second week into it i was watching and and up until that point it was going in one direction there was a lot of lava flow they were close up really nice close up um just it, it's really beautiful to watch even though it's so terrible that there are a lot of people have lost their homes and businesses but um, but then all of a sudden it changed one night and it was like there, you couldn't see the volcano because of the way the wind was, there was just ash and it was dark and you could see the lava behind it. So all the clouds, it was at nighttime. So all the clouds were just like these billowing reddish grayish figures. And I just kept seeing people in them. I kept seeing faces in them and, and demonic things. And so I was like, no not my, my mind is not going there. Even if, even if that is what it is, like at some level of my mind is thinking that, right. So I said, it kind of like brought me to like this fear a little bit. I was like, oh my gosh, that just looks so scary. It was just like entrenched in it, it tranced by it, entranced by it. So I, um, so I stopped and then I thought, no, I have, I have the power to just give it all this good love right now. So I just saw like all these kind of beings around it, around the 
mouth of the volcano, and there's plenty of mouths right now, but like just giving it all this love. So anything that was coming out of it that may have been negative or bad, like it was just being counteracted by this positive thought. It really came from my heart. So I, I did feel like there was a shift in it. So I think that, that that's true, that our thoughts right, are, are, are alive and, and that we can have influence um, yeah. when it's heart-based. I really think that it was a positive thing. It, so like you're saying that like when you saw sort of more negative energies, you decided to like change the flow of that. Like you put yes. your intention is to like, not, yeah, I did something similar when I had an overnight in uh, what is that place called? It's like in South Carolina, Myrtle, Myrtle beach. Okay. So I, the, the, uh, volcano was very active and this was when I, I still was like, you were hearing a lot of stuff about how, Oh, it's going to cause a tsunami. That's going to take off the entire East coast or whatever. And I decided Mm, not in my timeline. That's not what I want to happen. So like, I just went to the beach alone and I got in the Atlantic ocean and I was facing the direction of the Canary islands. And like, I stayed in the ocean for like two hours and I would just, and I just like, I, I was alone. I didn't have anybody there with me. And I just started to like, this is, I mean, yeah. Okay. Whatever. I'm crazy, but like, okay. Like, I'll tell you what I did. Like I, I started just like talking with earth and the ocean and the, and like saying like, look, I'm just a babe upon your, you know, your back or whatever, but like out of, out of, you know, what is that thing? Like out of the mouth of babes, right? Like sometimes. So I just wanted to remind her that she doesn't have to be manipulated in any way. It doesn't matter if somebody put a direct energy weapon or if somebody tried to do intentional bombs, or if people really were thinking about the, like, if you have a, if you try to create a mass psychosis of how this, this inevitability of some sort of giant thing that's going to happen is going to happen. I just like wanted her to know that she doesn't have to do anything that she doesn't want to do and like express to her, like, um, like just to like be with her and give her love and um thanks and just tell her that like we do so appreciate the opportunity to be alive and to be on you in you and of you you know and That's awesome. so i did i did that you know for a couple hours and then i felt like okay it's not going to happen and then yeah yeah that's great i think that that that's when we all of a sudden we feel powerless, like these things are happening to us, but it's really not true. And we just have to constantly remember that, especially with this, like the darkness that we can feel or like the intense energies that are happening all around us. We still have some power. And in fact, we have a lot more than we really think that we have. And I don't even, I don't understand it. And a lot of times I don't think that I do either, but it's there and it's true. I think that what you did is really powerful. But I mean, maybe um, so that's just power and maybe we're all our own multiverse, you know, like maybe you know, um, there's yeah. a universe within each of us. And maybe the thing is, is it's like your timeline is what you, um, like decide and believe and create yourself. So I think like, I've been trying to play around with that a lot lately, kind of like, instead of re I mean, I still am, you know, involved in knowing like what's going on in the world. And I still like have a job and I'm in the real world and I live in a city and all that crap and stuff. But at the same time, I like to think about, like really like to focus on what I want to happen, what I would like to happen. Like, and I, I, I envision a world of not an ice age and not a water world, but 
like, you know, something with like really just how she has been, but like with nice, nice seasons that are, temp- I, I don't know. I just yeah. imagine everything, how, I, how, how idyllic I want. I want, I want fern gully, man. Like yeah. I want like a beautiful, yeah. like, like the average, garden of Eden, like kind the garden of. of Eden. Yeah. So I like, I'm always trying to like, yeah, put that in out there just cause it's like, if your thought forms can create, then maybe I can create something exactly. better than like the, you know, here's the other thing that's been really, um, ticking me off or whatever as, as, un, as unconscious as that is to be, um, is the whole metaverse thing, like the Facebook changing to meta and, yeah. uh, this whole, like literally copying or t- acting as if ready player one is a reality that we should all strive for one day where we, we live online and you create your own little persona avatar and like just be online the last thing we need is a reason to be online and disconnected from our physicality even more it's just like i don't know i'm not i'm not buying into this well yeah maybe this is where the split's coming in too but uh, um yeah i do know i had this conversation with a, a relative who's very close to me who was like, well, why, if you could upload your consciousness to a computer and like live an idyllic life exactly with everything you want, like, why wouldn't you like, that's amazing. And you could like live forever in this whole thing. And I'm just going like, that's first of all, first of all, like this whole, like they didn't eat, they called it junk DNA. Like they just, they, they decoded DNA. They call the junk DNA, all this stuff. You think we're done in the world of exploring on what this is that we're in? No. And the other thing is like, you think that they're able to, whoever they are, you think they're able to upload your consciousness. Like you think you could take your consciousness out of this physicality and do like, um, yeah, you maybe could have something that could replicate your personality traits and, or memorize like to some extent, some experiences that you had. But if you think that you, that these people can, yeah, go ahead have fun trying that one. I think that's a certain death for a long time, but then not, not only that, like that's, that is not what you signed up for as a human being incarnated to just, um, like bypass stuff and just go into becoming literally in the matrix. That's, that it, I don't see how, but it's weird. There, are, we we do have a split in consciousnesses. Like this person who is a very close relative to me, literally sees that as just the best thing in the world, and then I see that as hell. Yeah, where it's like the end of humanity in a sense. Like for me, it's it's like what does it mean to be human, and is that it going into this metaverse and that that that. But that that I AI world, I have I have no idea. All I know is that I prefer to just be in nature, <laughs> and I, and and also, yeah, I spend enough time on screens and stuff. Like I, I think that being away from them as much as possible would be beneficial to my overall being and soul. So yeah, for me, I, I personally know that that's not the direction I'm going. Although there's a hard push for it, and I think it would be harder for us to escape because of the way the world is already so digitalized. But anyway, I don't know. There's still I mean, a split. Yeah, and- there's a lot of stuff that like they try to push that doesn't like they try to push Google Glasses for a while, you know, where like everything's on you and everybody's like, that's that's super dorky. I'm not doing that. Um yeah. but yeah, I yeah, it didn't work. There but, there are things yeah. that don't end up working. Who knows and- what we'll pick up. 
And I mean, sometimes I, I do think there are going to be hard choices that you have to make in life where you have to go like, you know, like, like when I delete, I deleted my Facebook account in 2011 or 12. And then now I have it activated again, but I, I've been posted on it since 2012. But, um, I like wrote everybody this article about how I'm like Facebook fatigued. And like, I went on about how, you know, everybody's trying to be their own paparazzi. And like, if you want to know like what I think is cool, then you should be paying me. Like, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I just, the whole thing just seemed really, I, I just saw the, the, like, I don't need to be connected to every fringe friend that I've ever met. You know, I think, I think this whole notion of somebody knowing everything about you that you've ever done is is weird because i i have the i want to be able to change my mind a million times and i want to be able to be who i am right now when you meet me and that's who you need to know you don't need to you don't need to know everything that i've ever done or been in my past like that's i mean that's a left that's a level of closeness you have to earn you know right so right. it's it's a very we have a very bizarre social um this online social structure is very impersonal and weird and well it's also an experiment and we're also from a generation that had it before we we know what life was like before this so there's a whole generation that doesn't know what it's like to have a life before this which is scary because it'll be harder to be away from it for their for, for that generation and beyond unless if something else happens or they take a they take a strong stand against it or go in a different direction, but that's kind of the way they're living their lives. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of messed up. Um, I want to, I want to like, can I go back to something about the, uh, the shadow, like something that came to me was the shadow side. This has been coming up for me too. And I think that this is big right now that we're faced with our shadow side, our collective and individual shadows that it reminded me of um, what I sent you from Patricia Robles, uh, one of her recent talks. Yeah, and and it's it's something, oh no, it was actually Lori Ladd, sorry. She, yeah, Lori Ladd, she, she, she was talking about how we shouldn't just try to escape it. You know, it's like, okay, so in a sense, it's also talking about the, the this virtual world or whatever, like if, if your cousin who wanted to build this world that's like so perfect and idolized, like, and you can have and do everything that you ever wanted in that, like, why wouldn't you? But at the same time, it's like, well, you have to live out your life in its physicality in a, in a different way. But anyway, I guess everybody's got their own choice. But my point is, is like the shadow side is always there. So when I think about things that are either like, like that bother me or you said oh I you know I, I probably shouldn't think that I remember what you said but like I I was like maybe... it's very unconscious of me to get like pissed off or whatever yeah know? yeah but you know what it's not it's just a human emotion and that's completely normal and everyone it's like just to be aware of that is 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 good enough okay well I'm getting pissed off right now and why so, am I like just to, to live that experience with shadow work like I I mean I've I what's your best best I mean because I've done a lot of things where it's like I know that if I'm having like a dark wave of an emotion come over me or like I'm really down about the state of the world or personal stress or whatever, like I now know that it's instead of fighting the wave, it's best to swim with the wave, right? right. Like, um, 
uh, instead of trying to stand and like, let it break you, like dive into it and go with it, you know, it, it, it'll, it, it's like, feel all the feels as you're feeling them and they will process themselves. Like if you go through a dark night of the soul, which I go through those 10 to every once in a while. And, um, and they're just like, you know, just despair. Don't, I, I mean, I, I feel like what I've learned is like, if you just, if you allow, if you just accept and allow it and just realize that that's part of you and that's part of being human and that's, a, and that it is okay to feel these kinds of ways, you can kind of trans or, and you don't even have to change them or they're just as valid as any other feeling, right. but, and, and they're not bad to feel that way. However, I don't prefer to be in those that much. Yeah. So I feel like for me, what I've noticed is they tend to go away more if you acknowledge them, sit with them as they come instead of trying to repress them. I don't yeah. know, like how, how do you deal with shadow work? Like how does that, what does that mean to you to deal with that? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, you, you have to look at it. You have to look at it and not run away from it. I haven't done like really, really deep shadow work in a while. Um, although I, I face it like pretty often at a little level, but I feel like in a really, really deep, deep way, maybe I haven't. I don't know. It's hard to say when that happens. It just comes and goes, I guess, at different levels. But um, like recently, I was like, I got to stop my addiction to to going online and seeing this volcano, like in the middle of the night or whenever it is. And and then I'm like, well, what is my obsession with it? Is there an obsession that that is there part of me that wants to see this catastrophe happen? Is there a part of me that's like waiting for something to be this huge change? because I can't otherwise get out of my regular routine without this huge change. So that's the level of shadow work that I was doing. But then I was trying to look at it and just like, and reflect on it and not, and not to put it away completely because some people say, you know, with addictions, like whether it's social media or anything else, um, then you have to just stop altogether. And, and I'm like, okay, well, what's the reality of me really doing that? Am I going to just be like, okay, no, I'm not touching any of it anymore. Or do I dabble in it and go into the shadow and then be able to control myself to an extent where I could stop it? And Lori Ladd has a really good um, commentary on it about that. But anyway, I don't know. I I don't know what my what my thought about about you know what shadow work is defined as i think it's different things for different people but i think that we all have to look at our own emotion especially if something you know we, we try to get out of the discomfort like you said you, you feel uncomfortable you don't want to be in it we'd rather be in the joy and the love and the, everything's great and i feel healthy and wonderful but the truth is is that that's only part of it so it's like we live yeah. in a- i mean and i definitely think that um you know, I, I feel instead of like light and dark or good and evil and stuff, I, I actually kind of think in a lot of ways, like if you want to even break it down to more binary than that, you could break it down into um, duality and, and, uh, sing- and oneness. Okay. Exactly. And it's just like, right. I feel like ultimately we are all one thing experiencing itself in, in infinite amounts of possibilities. Like we are one piece of energy everywhere at once and that's like what infinity is that's what god is that's what consciousness is that's what whatever is like maybe i don't know that's what i'm thinking at this point in time and then um 
the duality, like when you're completely separated to the nth possibility that you can possibly be like, that's like the furthest end of the spectrum. Right. So it's almost like, you know, you do go to complete, I think like, uh, the, yeah. the pulse of the universe is like, you go to where you're, com- you're as far spread as you could possibly be back to where you go all into where you're just like one thing again. And, um, and yeah, like, I kind of feel like we're, it's, we're, we've been as separated as possible. And I, I feel like, uh, I'm in the trajectory of going back to the one I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in the trajectory of, or at least that's my desire right now. I think like, I want to be in the oneness again, but then at the same time, duality has got some amazing things, right? You have, you have this, um, you have this, uh, ability to be in one consciousness at a time and to be focused on a singular subject which is a beautiful gift and you have the ability to okay so what I what's I what I have been trying to do is um like start looking at people that I find difficult that I'm like don't prefer I've just been trying to think of them as another aspect of myself like they're also we're all mirror we're all mirrors of each other in some kind of way or whatever they say with that crap but like in a way it's kind of true in that like we're all we all feel pain. We all, um, have emotions. We all can be scared. We can all love, we all have all these capabilities of things, whether they're a psychopath or not. And if I even look at it, like, like if I look at it from that extreme, right? Like even the most psychopathic parasitic, um, energy in the world, like it is, it's still from the ultimate source, right? Like we're all from we all are part of the same kind of creation in some sense. So I, it's really a challenge within myself to, to build my compassion filter and just realize like we know not what we do and just like, yeah, I mean, love, love things, people and difficult things regardless like it's so it's it's okay you don't it's okay to not prefer it it's okay to not want to be it it's okay to be uncomfortable with it it's okay to have all that stuff but it's also okay to like be able to send love to it all mm-hmm. so that's yeah, how that's, I kind of think about that's shadow awesome work. yeah it's like the unconditional love thing like everything is you and you are everything it's that's really true that's what it comes down to and we're multi-dimensional beings so i yeah if we can remember that in this universe in this dimension that we're in this duality that we live in if we can remember that then that's helpful because there's another aspect of yourself another part of yourself in another dimension and so yeah our consciousness is very much in this one right now which is why it's hard for us to see the other ones but that other self part of yourself in that other dimension is able to see things differently and may see, I don't know, this dimension as, as, as conscious also, you know, they, but to a different varying degree, I guess. And if we think of like the, the feedback loop that we're, we're, our experience is giving back to the whole and the whole is giving back to us. We're constantly influencing each other's experience and it's like the never ending story. So yeah, if we can stay in that unconditional love to everything else and ourselves, then I think we've pretty much got it made. Like pretty much solved all the whole world problems right good. there. Check it off. Good. Yeah, right, I also done. do that, that um, they call, I, I've heard of, I think I learned this, or, or, I saw a video on, what's that girl's name? Till Swan or something a long time ago. And she talked about like this octopus 
um, technique where you, you go into, um, and I try to do this sometimes too. Like I, I literally will like be laying in bed before I'm like, can't go to sleep or something. And I'll be thinking about like, um, you know, like you can probably see a flaw in everybody. Right. So you wonder, and a lot of times it's harder to see the forest through the trees, right? It's harder to see your own flaws because you're in them. Right. And you know that you're doing the best you can at any given circumstance, or at least sometimes you think you are, or you try to, or whatever. So like, sometimes I try to go in through and act as if I'm looking in through the eyes of other people I know, like, and do the octopus effect thing where I try to see things from their perspective, like literally, like, not just like, oh, you know, if I were them, I would do this. Like, I try to act like, like if, if I was opening my eyeballs and I was this person or this person, what would I think of this exact scenario, you know? And, and it's, and it's an interesting, what, what was, it's really interesting is like, when you do sit down and try to do it with like eight people, just try to think about whatever, think about, uh, the COVID bullshit or whatever, and just think about it from eight people that, you know, perspective, like just, and, but try to be as non-biased as you possibly can. Like, just try to sit down and think about like, not how you think they think it, but just like almost like a visualization as if you were opening your eyes as them, like, how would you see things? And I don't know, it kind of, by the time you get done with that exercise, like I do it every once in a while, you do feel a lot more compassion. It does calm you down. Cause you're like, yeah, we really don't know how people are seeing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very helpful because it gives you, it's, it's like walking the mile in the per, another person's shoes type of like living that actually living that, that experience. That's good. That's a good practice. Yeah. You I think it's not mine. It's called, that. I think it's something like uh, the octopus thing. And I don't, I don't know if it's a Tibetan thing originally or the octopus game, maybe I'm not, oh. I'm not sure. Cool. I just know it has something to do with like eight people and an octopus thing. And like, you're trying to like, you know, cause octopus has some multiple brains and stuff and yeah. yeah, they're totally like aliens from, and okay. Circling back. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the inner earth now? Like hollow earth? Like, I don't know how to mesh that with molten lava in the center of the core. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know either. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I still feel like there's a part of hollow earth. I, I, I haven't disregarded that at all. I, I don't think that they have to be exclusive. exclusive yeah. Right. But I don't well, really understand it. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's a different like, dimension maybe somehow. It's like maybe portal. Well, it could be, maybe, but we don't know that it's, it's lava all the way to the, the, the center. We haven't only dug so far, you know, it, right. it could be a layer of blood, you know, or, and, and I, I don't really know. There could be a layer of it. I don't know, but wait, could you, okay. I would like to talk about, about the, um, the video that you sent me of that guy who, uh, Are you okay. talking about Harold? Yes. Oh yeah, his name is very German and hard to pronounce. Harold Kumvar Vasla. I don't know. I love him. Not the one that you sent me today. The one that you sent me a couple of weeks ago, right? Oh yeah, the one I sent you today is very good too. You need to watch that. That one's good. Cool. Okay, but, but that's uh, yeah, the, um, okay, that's something else. Um, yeah. So like, anyway, he's like some dude who's like into free energy, and then he also talks about like um, uh, 
this concept of the black goo, right? Which, okay, yes, the black yeah. goo. Okay, so the black goo is... Um, Got some thoughts on the black goo. There's some thoughts on the black goo. Okay, the black goo is something I'm just getting into and I don't know how to feel about it. So like he's kind of saying that there is two kinds of black goo, black goo being oil from the earth, meaning, but there is a difference between actual oil and the earth and there's some pockets that they've found of this oil or black goo tar-like substance on the planet that's literally um, conscious and it's uh, able, it's violent in its conscious and it can get into people's subcode, subcode, like whatever, but like it can physically take forms and shapes and stuff. And I remember seeing videos of that a long time ago, like people were in a subway and then they were showing like these, like, like almost looked like a heart pulsing, like black goo and like this bottom of some like subway station or something. And they were talking about like this, it's like this con, it's like an alien consciousness, right? And then, um, then he kind of went into how there's even a theory that, and this is kind of interesting because, um, okay, so there's this theory of like the, like Mecca, when people go and pray to Mecca, that is a giant black meteorite. And there's all of these meteorites are bizarre and so are tektites, which is a whole other bag of whistles. Then you really should read Bruce Fenton's book to get into that. But um, so basically the black goo is almost like an AI, maybe, maybe extraterrestrial, um, invading, uh, parasitic kind of, um, energy that's like upon us. So that's that. And, and, and some of me, part of me kind of thinks like they're talking about how when they chemtrail stuff, and this is all total, conspiracy theory but i love conspiracy theories and like don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because there might be some truth but and if you think that i just met i just read this like what's his name mick west he's like a big like debunker of all everything or whatever and i just like listen to his book on like you know how to talk to a conspiracy theorist like there were you know like whatever it's a very patronizing book but very good to know how they think as well but um inter- interestingly enough uh i think that if you are here in almost 2022 and you don't think something isn't going on, then I don't know what to tell you because like, there is like, like, I don't know, we are on a different universe then because if you think all of this is about health and about like, um, you know, just what it's, what, what, what the mainstream media is telling you everything is and everything is straightforward and you know, nobody killed JFK, but Lee Harvey Oswald or whatever, then like, okay, like we, yeah, I saw a comedian, I hope it's the comedian, I don't remember where I saw it, but he was just like, he's like, I don't know, but I'm not a big conspiracy theorist person, but if you don't think that there's any, any questionable things out there, then I don't know about you, but like, you're crazy. Like to think that, oh yeah, that every, that nothing is a conspiracy at all. Then maybe you should start using your brain. I, it was funny the way he said it. Of course. Yeah. It's, it, but I mean, like, honestly, I know a lot of unconscious people are who would think I'm unconscious actually. So I guess it's like, it's again, Nikki, exactly. go play your, okay. your octopus. Your octopus. That's right. We're doing yeah. that. All right. Okay. Know, we're I'll go play my compassion that. octopus game after this, but anyway, but yeah. But I still want to go group. back to the black goo because yeah, because yeah, I have an idea about it. Go ahead. I was so on a conscious. I was on a tangent yeah. thing, and then I got off. Yeah. Okay. So um, they're kind of saying like they're spraying us with these like some of the the harder rock parts of the black group. Group. 
goo, which are more like the iron filings you find all over the beach and stuff like this. They're uh, kind of poisoning our system with this inorganic alien AI. And at first I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, oh God, I think it might be true. Like part of it like is just as much of an explanation for the crazy amounts of perceived fear that's being trying to be thrown down our throats as mm-hmm. um you know crazy reptilians owning the planet and uh, yeah but my my understanding was okay i watched part of the video that you showed me then i watched another one of his videos part of it but he talked about the, the second black glue goo was from inner earth that came yeah, from well, within the earth true. and that's that was the one that was positive so there were yes. two different forms there was an ai form that was more negative and it did these weird crazy bad things and then there was this positive inner earth thing which is what i think the volcanoes why this is why i think that so much so many of the volcanoes are being erupted right now i don't know if they really are in comparison to other times of the year but the focus is on them so that's something but i think that all of this black goo is coming out from inner earth and that's the positive one so i actually think that this is having a positive effect on people and by best blessing it and whatever it's even making it more so because it said one of those things like you can interact with it remember how we both me and danielle had the same thought like literally on the same day oh where we kind of thought that the volcanic was almost like a menstrual cycle of the earth where like all these it's almost like a it's a cleansing you know yeah. it's it's a like um yeah like her womb is like yeah being cleansed right now is and the rest of us is it, she's like birthing right now we are going through the birthing pains or the menstrual cycle or there's something to do with the with the uterus of the earth and the volcanoes and women's cycles. That's why. Yeah. And I think it's very theory. bizarre that we had that same thought independently of each other and yeah. on the same day. And we're like, yes. Hey. Yes. And I don't know about you, but I've talked to many women whose menstrual cycles are all messed up. Yep. Um, I know that you and I have talked about this. I had another friend that I just talked to about it yesterday with. So it could be, it could be all of somehow related to the, to the volcanic activity yeah. and menstrual cycles. <laughs> I kind of feel like with the black goo stuff, it, like when he does, he did talk about how there is the organic black goo, which is like literally like the blood of the earth, like the oil. Um, and that was love, love, love. And that's, yeah. And that is that because, and we are more in, in frequency and alignment with that because we are of that, you know, we are of the earth. Um, and then this foreign black goo, which is from either meteorites or like some other kind of foreign entities coming is an invading parasitic AI that's through the consciousness of the, the universe or whatever. And, um, that basically it's kind of like, I do kind of feel like maybe earth has cancer and she has to, but I don't, it's not, it's not necessarily a certain death for her. It's like stage one or something. And she, right. like, but she, she can, she can, she, we have to help her heal it. And yeah. I mean, I think you kind of help her heal it by not going with the foreign cancer black who and going with the uh, Pachamama. Uh, yeah, that's true. I think that the foreign one can also be programmed or if we send that one love too, even though it has its own consciousness, I still think that we could, um, I don't know that we can like influence it in a way just because if it's a conscious being then why can't we hi kitty 
I'll be like Linda Moulton Howe right now. This is my cat. This is my cat <laughs> that we'll talk about for 16 minutes. Swear. <laughs> and then I'll go into like 20 minutes of, of mainstream media stuff on COVID. And then I'll talk about some cool UFO stuff. Only if it's from the military though. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, I love that's her though, but uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I just, uh, that's another thing. I, I watched this thing yesterday about, or this won't go out tomorrow. So I watched this thing recently about, um, I don't know, it was like a, our, our future in space or whatever. And they had Avi Loeb. Avi Loeb is badass. He's like really an intelligent guy. I like him a lot. Um, he's one who discovered a muamua that, um, that sat, uh, well, it was like supposedly a meteorite in space, but that he said, no, I mean, like that is like a AI technology or whatever. And so, um, so that, and it's really interesting to hear him talk about that, like going through the muamua thing is, if you haven't dug into muamua, go do some digging. Cause that's a really good one to go through with Obilobe. But then uh, they had a special guest star. They had um, Jeff Bezos came on and like for like 20 minutes or something, not even to talk about um, space or whatever. Like, or, And it was really disturbing to listen to him talk because they think he thinks he's being benign or whatever. But he talked about how, first of all, he's like, well, how couldn't there be life in other, you know, plant, like it's an infinite, po- you know, like, like the standard, like academic answer that it's like, well, of course there's alien life somewhere. Look at all this, look at all these stars and possibilities. There's gotta be it somewhere, but have they visited earth? Like, no, very unlikely. And he was like, we, we would know if they had. Okay, whatever, but- <laughs> You are one. Yeah, well, you are the richest <laughs> man in the world who's got a space, but, okay, but anyway. Uh, so then he goes into um, how he thinks that, this is what disturbed me a little bit, because he thinks that earth, you know, this whole like narrative of like, oh, earth is so amazing and pristine. And like, when you, when you go off and you look back at it, it's like this beautiful jewel of, and it's like, yeah, I can believe that I get it. It is. And it is, but it's like, it's just so precious. Like we got to make it into a national park and eventually we'll have all humans like living on, like not even on planets, but they'll be living in basically giant ships in, and they'll have some sort of taxation on the energy usage that they do. And, and earth will be like a national park that you can go to like Disney world. I'm like, Oh, okay. Really? So who's going to own Disney world and like, will be allowed to come back onto it. I, I just wow. feel like these, like, like they think that in some way that that sounds like super noble, but it also kind of sounds um, like super egotistical and yes, like very, how do, that's beyond technocracy or that's beyond like a, a transhumanism that's like that's like they Whoa. watched the, the the tv series expanse and were like yeah let's all make them into belters and think that like that's super cool and i i don't know i yeah. just think that they're looking at space you for tax no they're looking at space travel in a way that um which is weird because i used to totally be like one of those people totally into that um I've been, I've been super unconscious before, like, you know, like in my twenties, I was like, yes, I want to go to Mars. Um, which I probably still, well, you wanted to, yeah, you, you wanted to, you, you had your whole Mars, like declaration of independence thing. Yeah. But I wrote my declaration of independence for Mars, like two years ago. And, um, that's not even really for Mars. That's just more like if society reset, like how would I restructure society? 
Yeah. I should put that in the cliff notes, actually, like clean it up and put that in the, in, or, not, or whatever, like put that in the notes. People could like read it if they want and like attack me about it. Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. Or give ideas and yeah. Or, yeah. Or give me ideas. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, yeah. So you were, so you're not as much like into that idea then like to go. Well, I mean, I, even if we do go to space, like, I just think that, um, just thinking about, um, that like there, there is a, there is a detachment from like being a human that I just, I that, that keeps on being like emphasized and like, we're like, we're basically I mean that sounds just like a slavery system in a way yes exactly what I was thinking you know go like some Elysium like like all these sci-fi movies that they that they that they make like I don't even know how many I've referenced in this podcast alone that they're all like this kind of programming to make us um like to normalize like being like a cog like a slave yeah just exactly slave what's the well that's that's yeah they don't want us to be free. It, that is true. Um, well, I was just thinking about Stephen Greer when he was Stephen Greer when he's taught when he talks about how they're they don't want us to go into space until we are benevolent, kind beings. And why would why would extraterrestrials want us to be there if we're going to attack them? So in, in, if we continue to have this mentality as a species, human, we're not going to go into we're, we're not going to be allowed into space. The whole thing right now is for us to get back into this, like, to be reincorporated into the intergalactic community, and because we've been separated for so long and we don't remember being part of that. But until we like ship shape up our thoughts and our actions, they're not going to let us in. We're constantly pointing guns at them and stuff. So I don't. Yeah. I mean, maybe on an individual level, on a soul level, but sure. I, I, I kind of that. feel like more on an individual level. Like you, you can literally become a light being and travel anywhere you want. Like, like, and yes, like you can bilocate. You can do things within time. You can go to any planet you want. Right. Like you can do like I feel like that we are a, a machinery that we don't understand. And even if you, if you even it, like your consciousness in itself is capable of so many things. Like, and a lot of us intuitively know that. And are shown that in dream time and are able to do things that we can't do in real life that we can do in dream time. And then like dreams are not just true. Dreams are not what people tell you. Dreams are something, they are a glimpse of your, of your real world. I well, think. right. But I just think that as a human race or as a species, as a collective, we're not going to be able to do that. No, like, as, no unless if, so yes, we can do that as light beings and we do that in dream state or meditations. We don't read a lot of, most of it, we don't remember. So if we could get to that physicality at some, whatever, whatever physicality we can get as a human entering into space, um, like to go into that or, or, or at least entering into a more conscious relationship with these extraterrestrial beings, then, then, then that's a different level. Cause then we're talking about doing that like together as humans. And I think that, that that's already happened because there's like all these things like, oh, there are humans on other planets. So either those are our future selves or humans have colonized those places or are living there simultaneously or however it's working, but there are like our fellow humans in other places right now so we've gotten there and we just maybe it's just another time period i think i think like what's happening on more on a the more physicality level here is that uh, we have we have certain egos 
and you can consider an ego a corporation. You can consider it an individual, um, a philosopher. You can consider it like whatever. We have certain egos that have um, found their own sovereignty and they've decided to enslave other people's. And it's, it's like that game of snake or whatever that, you know, like, or, or there's those little games that you play where you're like a little ball and you swallow another ball and you're a little bit bigger and you swallow another one, you're a little bit bigger. And then eventually you get to where you can like dominate the whole, the whole little game or whatever. Um, What's, what's really the thing is, is I think we're all our own sovereign little people and, and universes and things like that, but certain egos get too big and they um enslave others but to be enslaved you have to agree to be enslaved you know and i think that you can basically i think you can light your fireball within the swallowed um ego and you can start to exemplify for others how to do that and you can blow up these giant egregores or big you know, thought forms. I don't know if any of that made sense to you, but it made sense in my visualization in my head. But um, that's kind of when I, when we're, when the way we're looking at, at space right now to me is, um, oh, let's, let's get all into climate change. And, and this is all like super, you know, horrible using gas and, and then like, what do they do? They use more rocket fuel than, I mean, I mean, everything is so wasteful the way that they, and and it's so masculine. They even look like big dicks, honestly, like the rockets, they really do. Exactly. That's why it's humorous. Which is, it's really interesting to me because there's this, there's this um, company that I used to follow called um, Worldview and they literally use giant helium balloons to take it because like helium naturally when it's released from the rocks or whatever it just wants to escape the atmosphere so like it goes up until it's gone so we do have a finite amount of helium but we do have a lot of helium it's like anyway with helium you can you can pierce the stratosphere and like all the levels of the of the atmosphere to where with without any violence it's just like oh you're going up there oh okay and you can like slowly come back down. Like you can, you can literally hot air balloon yourself into outer space and come back down. Nobody talks about that, but I'm like, well, we could hot air balloon ourselves up there, create a little station up there and then go from that. Like there's so many things and ways that you could look at even just on what we already currently have to be less invasive and less violent with the way in which we even try to exit our own matrix of the planet. And I don't know. So like, that's what I'm saying is like the way it's just so material reductionist, like it's too linear. We have such a, yeah, such a nuts and bolts, like way of thinking about everything that, um, I don't think they're going to get far like that way. Yeah. Well, that's true. I think that, um, yeah, going back to like this whole where you said, well, did you understand what I was talking about? It sounds like were, were you saying that people have a free will so that they're able to make a change at any point that they want? So if the person who's enslaving others decides that they no longer want to do that and it's agreed with with the person who's being enslaved, although those people could have been tricked or manipulated into that slavery, uh, I guess like we all can. Well, um, especially with us, because I feel like we, like we, in what's currently going on, like where you have 
like very um like you have like vanguard and blackrock and some like street was it something street view whatever like um we have very few companies that own like we have very That's few strong. people own like yeah one percent yeah. of the world owns more than 99 percent of the world right like right. we live in such an imbalance of um of power that uh but it's hard because this isn't like oh we created this yesterday like this has been this has been a snowball that's been building and we're we've been born into the middle of the like like you know a giant snowball and yeah it could it'll crash and or, or melt something's going to happen to it but it's it's really hard to jump out of the center of the biggest part of the of the snowball when that's when you've been born into it and that's kind of how we are. Right. And we've been indoctrinated in everything, like our medical system, our, uh, our school system, like in, well, that's true. But at the same time, we've been in, we've been born into it, but we're not, it's not like you've been, you were born yesterday either. You, you are a soul that's been around for however long yes, for, for eternity. So we, we, we have to just remember that. And once we remember that, then, then all the change can happen because we don't actually have to worry too much about the details about how this is going to happen or the fact that, oh, all these, you know, these elites own most of it and enslave the rest of us. Like, we don't have to worry about the details about how we're going to get free. We just know that we are free and that as soon as it's like when the light bulb comes on collectively, then, okay, then, then I guess it is. It is what it is. We've just yeah, I mean, and I think it's like, so and then you can, therefore it happens. You can do but, something every single like you can just choose to do things in your own way. Like, like you can, you can just, just say, just, it's very powerful to be like, no, I'm not agreeing with that. I don't recognize that. Or I'm not, you know, I, uh, like yeah. I, like I told you like a while ago, I got to, um, a credit union, a smaller credit union instead right. of using chase or whatever, yeah, big just making whatever. Act, small like, actions, um, try to use cash. Cause they, they do this whole, like, no, let's go to a cashless society, even though I still am going to hand you the credit card. And, you know, there's germs in that or, you know, whatever, like they're using to with that with COVID. I see that everywhere that, oh, there's a worldwide change shortage. No cash. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. Well, okay. They're, it's so weird because I live like in a cash world because Mexico is still in a pretty cash economy in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, and I think Texas like is a lot too and you know because we do also have a lot of immigrants and a lot of people do just use cash you know like cowboys they like cash they don't like cash is king you get big discounts of cash because then you don't yeah. pay the government screw them well right but you know uh i like when i like like this weekend i was in baltimore and i i was at the airport and you couldn't even get anything with with cash like and it's whatever i was probably going to use my card anyway then but it just kind of ticked me off more that that they say like oh due to covid hmm. right right so not to have as little contact as possible and then she's like oh that will be 11.99 and i'm like here's my card and she takes it and i'm like what's the difference right. that cat like oh, so you didn't even swipe it that's weird no like there was no like she took the thing behind her and swiped it on her her end and i'm just kind of what the hell's the point of all that did you know um, well, the thing about the, like the free energy or changing to these other energy technologies, you know, before I used to be into like, there's gotta be a way, I still think that there's the, there's free 
energy around magnetism or gravity, you know, anti-gravity stuff, however that is working, however that's work in order for us to get off of our dependency on non-renewable resources or resources that are like limited. Well, two things. I think that my idea actually changed about it because I used to be really into that idea. But then I realized that actually that's quite a powerful technology that we probably cannot have everybody using because it's just too, it's too beyond our, like we're, we're, we'd be like children playing with like explosives. Like we yeah. can't really do that just yet. So I do, I do understand yeah, it's like, why it's like the it's nuclear bomb, not. right? It's like, we just right. learned how exactly. to split the atom. And then within a couple of years, they're like, let's just blow everything up. Let's blow up. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. So, so exactly. So that's why we can't have access to it, but we can have access to things that are like a renewable resources, like hemp, my favorite um, element or whatever technology that's used in so many different ways. That's like uses just, it's a, it, it's a, it's an oil that is like a really low pollutant and goes for a longer amount of time. So, and that's a plant that can be renewed easily rather than. Well, even that, like water, like, um, you know, I, I saw something on, uh, like wave energy. Uh, well, wave energy is super cool. There's a, um, they even have, they have like these turbines that are portable that you could take with you camping where you can even just stick it in a river flow and then like the water goes through it and it can like power your phone and stuff like that or you can put yeah. um like uh these prongs on it to make if the, the wind's blowing somewhere and it can be like a wind turbine for you like there's these, these these little personal pocket turbines that you can take that you can charge your electronics on and i was like oh that's kind of cool i mean yeah. i think um you know, there is also stuff with, um, like those flashlights that turn on with your body heat. There's, right. um, th th there's, there's, there's ways to, and I, there's gotta be more ways to use our body heat in general for smaller personal things. There's yeah. But like getting out, we're talking about, let's go back to getting out into space because oh. that's not going to do that because I was thinking about that. And I don't think, well, I don't know if hemp is going to be rocket fuel. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it might be. It could be. Probably if enough money was put into it, it could be. And maybe it could be feasible. What do I know? Um, well, it's but like most yeah. of the energy to get a uh, most. Okay, I can't remember the percentage, but most of the energy is just piercing the atmosphere. And I just told you that they already know how to go through it peacefully with height with helium. But you know. So that's, that's, that's one, that's your biggest one there. Set up a space station. Like that's on the, that as far as the helium uh, thing will take you set something up there, a platform, and then take off from that platform, you know, use the moon as like, you know, I don't know, the, the, don't get me started on how. Well, I, I also think that like, we're, we're missing something about the whole um, portals and we're just, we don't, Portals need to be used and we don't know how to use them or we know how to use them and most of us don't know how, some yeah. people know how to use them, but I think it has to do with vibrational frequencies and portals being opened, but then we may not be going to the right place that we want to go to, but, and we don't know how to use the coordinate system, like to figure out like, we want to go here and then use this portal to get us there. But that's how I think we should really be traveling. And the other way is somehow through the Merkaba that's more like on an individual, but maybe we could do like a collective Merkaba somehow, but I really don't know how that is going to work, but maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe it's just like just practicing doing Merkaba meditations. I have no idea, but well, it's like, I, think I those told are you, I saw like when I was in the fifth grade, I, um, I 
the bell was about to ring at recess and like my friend like my friend that I hung out with wasn't at school that day and I was like kind of by myself and I was like around the swings and I looked over next to the um gate or the fence and there was this lady standing between the school and the fence like she was like about uh, like on the wall and I just felt compelled to go over there and I went over there to her and it was me it was like me now or I was I don't know I I remember at the time thinking I was like 50 or something and I'm 39 now, but anyway, I looked at her and I was like, are you me? And she was like, yep. And, I, and then the bell rang and I was like, oh, I got to go. Cause the bell rang. And then she was like, Hey, you just needed to see me uh, and to know it's possible or something like that. She said something, you just need to see me to know it's possible. And I said, uh, okay. Bye old Nikki. And she said, bye. She like laughed at me and said, bye. And then I ran off and I remember thinking like, Whoa, that's crazy. So I told my mom, I was like, mom, I saw an old Nikki on the playground today and I told my brother and he's like you probably just saw an old fat lady you thought it looked like you that's not true that's not you and my mom was like I don't know what who why would you go why would you go talk to a stranger why would you go to the fence and talk to a stranger Nikki it's that well who was it I'm like no it was it was me it was an old version of me and then I was like forget it I can't even tell anybody crap so (laughs) that was that but I I you know and I so anyway needless to say I've been into time travel since I was a kid and that's okay maybe I am crazy maybe it was all psychological but I at least think that when I was in the fifth grade I saw an older version of myself and so I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was there to remind you that time travel is possible. Exactly. Whether or not it was you or really you is, is, doesn't matter so much because I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, I guess, but anyway, time travel is real and it kept, it piqued your interest. So it does. And I kept exploring so, it because of that. I used to kind of look into the more like, um, you know, <sighs> hg wells kind of like actual physical uh, space machine and with i used to think i'd follow like cern and think like oh yeah if you split enough atoms like maybe you can pierce the veil of time and space time and this and this and then now i'm kind of thinking like no it's more ta- it's got to be some kind of internal tapping into like you know like you know what how psychedelics can take you somewhere else like there's got to be something within our um there's got to be a way to tap into our consciousness to bilocate into literally like um, time. Time is not linear. We think it's linear, yeah. but it is. It isn't like. Um, and I definitely knew that when I also had that thirty minute deja vu. Like uh, you definitely something is, is 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 very weird and different with time. So I uh, yeah I think I think what you said maybe it is a Merkaba thing. Which okay, explain the Merkaba to people who don't know what that is. Well, I don't know if I could do a good job explaining it because it's like a, well, it's like this triangle. There's a, there with the point up and then the triangle with the point down and it's, it's connecting. Like, it's like two, it's like two pyramids. Heart, right? Two pyramids on top of one another. And they, and yes. Yeah. And then they start spinning and they, they could, they spin and they, they create like this, like, something around some kind of not a vortex but some kind of spin around it and you're in the center of it and that's what's traveling that's like what supposedly people see when they see like angels or like maybe not angels but like lights supposedly jesus may may have traveled in a merkaba but it's this it's this energy field that yeah, you it's like you are have, creating, have a chakra system um, and then you're able to create toroidal 
field that goes around right. you energetically. Like you are like the middle of an apple core, essentially. If you, if you look at, if you feel about yourself, like energetically, and this is like a, it's like two pyramids on top of each other that go into each other that create like the star of David, but in a 3d form and they spin in opposite directions and like, well, and then anyway, you, they spin so fast that they create like a cylinder tube that you have your toroidal filled within and it apparently can create some kind or this is this is all who came up with this i don't even know i have no idea i mean i i've seen this in the keys of enoch um i just started hearing about it years ago but i don't know where it originally came from um but yeah it's the like yeah the the, the upside down triangles or like like you said the pyramids in the center and it's that you have to connect the heart chakra and the mind chakra has yeah. to be like all, everything has to be pretty much aligned in order for this to take place i think um, that drum below yeah i don't know supposedly it's true yeah he's he's he was big in into it but i don't know if he's was at lisa, lisa renee lady and the drum below mckeezadak and there's a there's a couple other people like i've, I've the, well the mckeezadak that's the that's the other thing that 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 name is like the the mckeezadak or i don't really know how to even say that last name but it's like that's like a fault like a following or a group i'm not really even sure maybe other people know better but it's like i see a lot of people with that last name now like people choose to Going yeah i kind of thought it was like alien jesus or something like i'm not i i or or maybe it's like uh what's that other one who's in uh like the angel who's not really in the bible but he's like a geometric angel oh yeah 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 metatron metatron i thought it might have something to do with metatron stuff i don't know but anyway it's like I don't care. Sometimes I like that kind of woo. Well, I like it too. I think it's all connected somehow. And it's also, yeah, I think if, if that's how we're going to be traveling, then okay, then I need my travel thing. Because the other thing is, okay, so the state of the world, as we're not able to travel more and more, it's going to be coming more difficult for us to travel. Well, screw it, man. I don't want it to be more difficult for me to travel around earth. And I think that we need to, like, as a kid, I've always been like, I just want to zap myself there. Meaning like, I just want to be like, zoom, I'm there. Yeah, like, I'm just there. I've always thought that. Yeah. So I guess everybody has. So at some point we should just be able to do that. Like, I'm going to go visit my parents. That usually takes me like 12 hours to go in, like through all of these trips and flights and stuff. And I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to be able to just go see them when I want to go see them. And that's it. Dude, that would probably be like the most coolest. First of all, that'd be probably the superpower I would want to have more than anything. But like, that would be so cool to just be able to be like, okay, yeah, well, let me go see. Like, well, let's go see what that looks like in this country. Okay, I'm gonna go just pop in. Yeah, for a couple but you know what's the messed up thing is that this whole metaverse thing that this is creating, this AI, would say that you can do that there. Oh my God, but there's I, literally yeah. nothing. Like, that's another thing that's like. That's like people saying, that's like, that's like saying porn is equivalent to regular sex. It's like, or, you know, I mean, like there's just, you, there's nothing that substitutes for the real thing, you know, like you. you yeah. But like in that case, people would be doing you using, I mean, people do that already with, with avatars and stuff. So what, why is oh, yeah. it any different? I mean, there's that? art museums like the Louvre or something like that, where you can, you can go, you can do a gallery tour and see all the, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So looking at a digital picture of the Mona Lisa is nothing compared to you you don't even real I mean 
first of all, yeah, no, but there, but it's but it's going to be like three D ish. Like you're going to be walking in it. The people that have used, um, let's virtual say, playing ping pong, yeah, virtual reality. Like they they've used it and said that when they're done playing and they put their paddle on the table, they actually forget that or like lean onto the table thinking that it's there and then they fall because they're actually so engrossed in their experience. Mm. So how is that any less real for them? Yeah. I mean, if they, if it, if it really does get to that level, then yeah, maybe, um, maybe, you know, but then I also kind of think like, sometimes I think we are already in, um, exactly. Yeah. Then we're already that, in this kind of then it goes into that whole, character in right, someone else's video game this is a whole simulation anyway, that there's plenty of ideas about that and how that might or might not be true. I don't know. I keep getting See, stuck but that doesn't that. depress me. That just makes me feel like, okay, well, we can be more powerful creatrix than, than our, than like, if that's, if, if it really is a programmable reality, then let's program something better than this. Well, that's true. Then let's put our thoughts into it and, 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 and create it. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot right now trying to block us from our potential. That's why we have to just keep, you know, staying grounded and, and, and like dipping into the, into the dark side, I guess, but bringing ourselves to the light. Like we just have, there, there's so much going on around us. It's, and it's just like, we're not separate from it, but it's tough. It's tough to reach our full potential because even myself, it's like, oh, well, all right, well, I'm just going to start that fast uh, a couple in a couple more days. You know, I'm yeah. just going to do that. And so you put off all these things that you know that those are the things that are going to be making you stronger. But at the same time, like you put them off out of laziness or out of just whatever other reasons. And you said something really poignant earlier. You were like, you, you said like there was, um, it, it's like there's going to be, uh, Oh, what did you say? You said something earlier about kind of like, oh, well, like you're waiting for this event to happen or this thing oh, right. to, happen to where it then starts. And I kind of feel the same thing. It's like, you know, I don't, I, I always kind of wanted to do a community. I wanted to live in a, like me and Danielle met because we were building domes in Mexico. Um, like that was through kind of like an earthship kind of thing, like an alternative community, like right. dome building workshop. And uh, we've been talking about since we met how we wanted to live in like some kind of community we've been right. like trying to form it like always restructuring like what would that look like like how much do we yeah. have that's communal that we share how much does like not like what does this thing look like we always know that there's a better way of living than than what we currently have like right now my experience is that we're all alone together you know yeah, that's you know, true you know we're all in these little cities and neighborhoods with but we're still alone you know so I, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it makes yeah, but, it, yeah. like, I think like, just like a, what, what is that catalyst that makes us jump? I don't know. And well, I, that's what I think all of this is about too, little by little, because we have to do something, but it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Like we know we, we, we hundred percent know, but like, this isn't working. Right. But yet we 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 can't we figure play, out a way. Play, play. Well, it reminds me of the the oh the story or like the idea of don't tell anybody your dreams before you do them. Like don't 
don't tell anybody your goals until you until you do them because otherwise you, the fact that you talk about them is enough for your brain to realize that like to think that it had the experience of but doing yeah you it. get the dopamine hit before exactly so you just don't do it so, so you just don't it. do it right so you've screwed yourself out of it out of that real experience but then i'm like well maybe that was enough i guess i mean most of our experiences are like that but then there's the few ones that we actually go through with or we do but i don't know that's that's another like interesting thought so us talking about these communities that we have never built and there are people doing them all the time i see tons of people doing communities and making changes and stuff but yet i haven't i know we missed that exit and build workshop this last weekend because i prioritized other things versus same here even though they do have a replay i'm gonna rewatch it i figured Um, they would thing out too but yeah i mean uh but still i don't know i don't know but then i kind of feel like it's like one of those things where it's like you kind of want like i feel like the resistance is is uh, oh there shouldn't be as much resistance and everything it shouldn't be so difficult to start something like this or to do something like that right the barriers to entry seem to get harder and harder for so many things that i i sometimes think okay well if there's that much resistance into something or if the clarity of getting into some certain vision of whatever isn't isn't crystal clear then it's maybe not my time to do it or maybe this thing isn't for me or you know like i sort of justify that in my brain like that so i don't i don't know yeah, well, exactly. That's true. That's true too. Cause you're like, well, maybe that's not really what I want. And I've lived my life like that. Like finding, trying to find clarity in the direction that I'm going like over and over. There's some things that come clear and then it just happens. And then other things that seem like it's so much work and then never happen. I don't know. Some people know what their goals are. You know, they're like very clear. I, I envy those people in some ways. They're like, this is what I want. And then they just go out and do it. And I'm like, I don't even know what I want half the time. So what the hell's wrong with that? I read some, I was, I'm reading the law of one by Abraham Hicks right now. And like, there is a chat, like there is a chapter right about like, um, the, if you don't know what you want, then you, she says that you should do our Abraham or whatever the thing she channels says that you should, there's an exercise you have to do until you get, you get so good at this, but like, you basically, you know what, let me just read it to you because I took a screenshot of it and I meant to send it to you, but no. yeah and that's a good one because you were like let me send it to Danielle she never and because you always say that you always say like, <laughs> you don't know what you want and I was like let's see and I, I mean thought, I'm happy with just sending love and light to the world but I feel like that's not enough you know so crazy it's actually really good let me go get the book okay so let me read you this thing from this it's the law of attraction by Esther and Jerry Hicks it's like an old one I think this is from the 80s or 90s or something or wow when law of attraction was just making the, the scene yeah well it says 2006 but whatever okay so how do i find what i really want okay jerry that's the the, the dude is asking his wife who's channeling you know um so jerry says one of the most common concerns i've heard over the years is people saying well i just don't know what i want like how do you know what you really want and then Abraham says, you, uh, you have come forth into this physical life experience with the intention of experiencing the variety and contrast of the very purpose of determining your own personal preferences and desires. 
And he's like, could you please give us uh, an idea of a process we could use to find out what we want? And Abraham says, okay, your life experience is continually helping you identify what you want. Even if you are keenly aware of something that you do not want, in that moment, you are becoming more clear about what it is that you do want. And it is helpful to make the statement, I want to know what I want. Because in your conscious awareness of this intention, the attraction process is intensified. And then he goes like, okay, so the person who's telling me I want to know what I want is at that moment beginning to find what they want. And Abraham says, through the experience of life, you cannot help but identify from your perspective, your personal opinions and preferences. Quote, I prefer that, that to this. I like this more than this. I want to experience this. I don't want to experience that. You cannot help but come to your own conclusions as you sift through the details of your own life experience. We do not believe that people are having such a difficult time deciding what they want as much as they do believe that they can receive what they want because they have not understood the laws of attraction and because they have not been consciously aware of their own vibrational offering they have not experienced any conscious control over the things that they have come into their own experience many have experienced the discomfort of really wanting something and working really hard to try to achieve it only to continue to hold it away because they were offering thoughts of lack um, of it more predominantly than of receiving it. So over time, they begin to associate the receiving of wanting things with hard work, struggle, and disappointment. So when they say, I don't know what I want, what they are really mean is, I don't know how to get what I want, or I'm not willing to do what I think I need to do to try to get what I want. And I really don't want to work so hard again, only to have the discomfort of still not getting what I want. To make the statement, I want to know what I want, is to first and is a first and powerful step in deliberate creation. But then a deliberate directing of your attention to the things you want to attract into your experience must come next. Most people have not been deliberately directing their thoughts towards the things that they really want, but instead are simply observing whatever is going on around them. So when they see something that pleases them, they feel positive emotion, but when they, when they see something that displeases them, they feel negative emotion. Few realize that they can control the way they feel and positively affect the things that come into their life experience by deliberately directing their thoughts. But because they cannot, uh, but because they are not accustomed to doing that, it takes practice. That is the reason why we encourage the creative uh, workshop process by deliberately directing your thoughts and by creating pleasing mental scenarios in your own mind that induce good feeling emotions within you. You begin to change your own point of attraction. The universe, which is responding to the thoughts that you are thinking, does not distinguish between the thought brought about by your observation of something in reality you have witnessed and a thought brought about your own imagination by brought about by your own imagination in either case the thought equals your point of attraction and if you focus upon it long enough it will become your reality 
So I thought that was kind of interesting and nice. And I thought I would send that to you. Um, but then like the exercise that they talk about is, okay, shall I read the exercise? It's just like one page. Sure. Um, okay, the creative, pro okay, here is the process. You are going, this is the creative workshop process and you're supposed to do this. Oh, I guess it explains it. Hold on. Here is the process. You are going to, uh, you are going to go to a kind of creative workshop every day not for a long period of time. 15 minutes is a good amount of time, 20 minutes at most. This workshop need not occur at the same place every time, every day, but it is good if it is a place where you will not be distracted or interrupted. This is not a place where you will enter an altered state of consciousness. It is not a meditative state. It is a state of giving thought to what you want with such clarity that your inner being responds by offering a confirming emotion. To begin, you begin this process. It is important that you be happy. For if you go there unhappy or feeling no emotion, then your work will not be of great value for your attracting power will not be there. When we say happy, we are not speaking of jumping up and down sort of excitement. We mean an uplifted, lighthearted feeling, that sort of sensation where, or, uh, where all is well. And so we recommend that you do whatever it takes to get happy. For each of you, it is a, is a different process. For Esther, hearing music is a very fast way to get that uplifted, joyous feeling. But not all music accomplishes this and not even the same music every time. For some of you, it is interacting with an animal or being near moving water. But once you bring yourself to that good feeling, then sit and now your workshop has begun. Your job here in this workshop is to assimilate data that you have been collecting from your life, your real life experiences. As you have been interacting with others and moving in and out of your physical environment, your work here is to bring the data together in a sort of picture of yourself, one that satisfies and pleases you. Your life experience outside of your workshop will be of great value for as you are moving through your day, no matter what you're doing, going to work, working around your house, interacting with your mate, your kids, your family, your parents. If you will use your time with one of the intentions being to collect data and look for things that you like that you may bring into your workshop, then you will find that every day is this is going to be uh, one of fun. So uh, have you ever gone on a shopping spree where you've had some money in your pocket and your intent was to find something to buy and as you were looking around, although there were many things that you did not want, your intent was to find something that you did want in exchange for the money. Well, that is the way we would like for you to look at every day of your life experience, as if you had a pocket full of something that you were exchanging for this data that you were collecting. For example, you may see someone who has a joyous personality or joyful personality. Collect that data and tend to bring that into your workshop that later on when you do it. You may see someone driving a vehicle that you like, collect that data. You may see an occupation that pleases you, collect that data. Whatever it is that you are seeing that pleases you, remember it. You could even write it down. As you see anything that you think you would like in your life experience, see yourself collecting that data in a sort of mental bank. And then when you go into your workshop, you can begin assimilating the data. And as you do so, you will prepare a picture for yourself from which you will begin attracting onto your experience the essence of that which has been pleasing to you. 
if you are able to grasp the knowledge that your real work, no matter what other activities you are performing, is to look around for things that you want with the intent of bringing them into your workshop in order to create your vision for yourself for which you will attract, then you will come to know that there is nothing that cannot be or do or have. Anyway, so I guess that's the thing is like first 20 minutes, you just sit down and like formulate like what it is exactly you do want. I haven't done this yet. I just read well, it. That's good. Yeah, I like the idea of like collecting data. You know, um, I was thinking about that because I was like, oh, well, like tonight, for example, I went on a walk and walking through my neighborhood and I, there's like the house next door that's still for sale. Oh, I don't think it was for sale when you were here, but it's been a year. It's still for sale, apparently. Although there's rumors that may have been sold. And I was like, well, you know, I'm always like, what would it be like to have that house? Like, I like that house. Like, I mean, I like it enough that I would want it, you know? And, um, and then there, and so I always think about things that I want, but then there's that whole, like, I like it and I really, and like, it's cool and I want it. But then I'm like, there's either part of me that thinks that I can't have it because it's just like unobtainable financially, or that, is that something that I actually really want? Do I want the responsibility of a house? Was it having, would it even have the things that I want for a house? Like it doesn't, like, is that where I would want a house? So then I get into these questions of like, I like the idea of it. Um, yeah, that would be cool. But then like, is that really what I want? <laughs> so I feel like I'm back into my whole, I don't know what I want. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, I like no, I, walking I around like, all the time and I'm like, oh yeah, I want that. And then I'm like, do I really want that? You know what I mean? Anytime I've ever gone to buy, like to go try to buy a house, like I, like I'll have like enough saved up for the down payment and like stuff. And I, all my boxes will be checked. And like, I've never been able to pull the trigger. Cause I'm just like, oh my God, like, I can't like, it's like a commitment thing or something. It's like, Ooh, Maybe. like, what if I find something better later on? Or like, what if I don't want to live here for Like, I don't like the idea of a 30 year loan or I don't, and, and people are like, Oh, you just sell it and go. I, I don't know. I get, I get very like, Ooh, like really permanent decisions bother well, me. that's what that's what that's what it is so it's like i want it in like my i guess i guess there's that part of you that wants it in your fantasy and that it's better that it stays in the fantasy in some way because you can live it in your fantasy when you pass it and say what would it be like and that would be cool and that would be nice to be there right now in that house and there is part of you that does want that but then there's a bigger part of you that doesn't want it because you don't have it or that you don't want to commit to it or whatever your reasons are like those outweigh the other that you want it so then I always feel like I'm constantly for me I feel like I'm constantly going around in circles with this because like like the things that I I wanted like want I guess I have already but then I can't see like a bigger picture like that's more permanent beyond what I have now well, my biggest, I can't sit around and think about material stuff for 20 minutes. I'll be like, yeah, okay. Like I, 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 I like my Santa Claus wish list of material possessions is like, not well, that that's well. right. You know, exactly. And so, so then I get into that. I'm like, oh, then I want well, telepathy and I want to like buy low K and I want to be able to, um, exactly. buy. Well, like, that's the same thing with me. I want to be able to zap over and see my parents without having to deal with like flights and stuff. 
Yeah, that's exactly. And then I think hey, that, that's, I guess, just like, not that's reality. The thing. Let's just do that. Keep on thinking that maybe. I guess. Yeah, that's true. Because I think that too. I'm like, I mean, those are nice things. And I like that idea. So I'm like, then I go back to like the deeper things. I'm like, I just want to be free. Well, what does it mean to be free? I want to be financially independent. And I really want residual income that happens all the time and that I don't have to think about anymore. It just comes in and like, I want abundance in that sense. And it's just like, um, and freedom to, to, to move and to help people or to see people or to travel. I just want to, I want to be free. Like, that's like, that's it. Like, what does that mean? Like, that's what I want. Like, it's actually maybe more simplistic than these other material things that I feel like I can't have or are unattainable, or if it's maybe something that I really don't want after all. So that's what I'm constantly going around. So then I realize that I actually have everything that I want. I mean, there's other things that I want more, but then like, because I'm content, like, like that's enough. So then like, I don't really want anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I get that. You know, it's, it's sad that we even have to say things like I want to be free because there was this story I heard about how it was kind of like a modern parable or something where there was a guy in, um, Taiwan that owned like a sweatshop right and like paid the ladies pennies on the dollar um and they're like in a fabric kind of thing or whatever and he they they kind of band together and they were like we need to be paid more and so the next day he like didn't agree to it the next day he comes in and he turns on the radio like full blast like super super loud and they are sewing and they can't work. And they're like, what is going on with this? Like, turn it down, turn it down. And he just turns it up more. And so then that, and he does it for like a week or two weeks, like it, it just completely irritating all the bees. And they're super, super pissed about this music and how loud it is or whatever. And then, so finally they all band together. They like, kind of like unionize their thing. They come and they demand that he turns the radio down. That is just too hard to, if so finally he, you know, he bends the knee and he turns the radio down but nobody asked for a raise nobody's nobody nobody bothered him about the money anymore after that because they got it, it so it's almost like um and i kind of feel like that is a microcosm of the macrocosm of what's going on to where uh, you know we're now we're saying like we want to be free freedom should never have been on the table like it is it is on the table but that never should have been on the table like we should have always been free like that. Yeah. The, but the can, thing is like, yeah, that's a generational well, thing that continues to keep on coming up every time we all have to have our version of breaking free. Sad. Well, that is sad. And the other thing is I thought about that with the freedom, because I'm like, I am free compared to so many people. And I hope that the people that really want to be free, like are also free, like they are, that they can be free because no one is free until everyone is free, right? So I can have my freedoms, but if someone else is working in a sweatshop, then really I'm not free because they're not free. That's really the truth. So I've thought about that a lot too, because it's just like, I mean, there's one thing to want something for myself, but there's something else to want something for the collective or to want something for the greater good or to want like, um, and those to me are the more important things or those, those are the bigger things that I really want. Like those are the things, that's it. Like I'm, I'm okay with just sending my love to the volcano eruption. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, I think like, okay, that's what it is. And then, okay, yeah, maybe if I can get a piece of land, but then I'm like, is that really what I want? <laughs> like I just feel so lost. Maybe I'll try this exercise, but.
Yeah. I feel like I'm going around in circles with this because I constantly have this thought. I mean, it's not like it's not like this is new to me. I've sat down and been like, what do I want? And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, I really want that. I want that. I want that. And then I'm like a little while, like however many weeks later or like a week later, I'm like, no, I don't want that. And then I realized that that's not really that. Important. Well, I think that that kind of nailed it on the head when it was like, or, or you just think that or for me, I feel like when I re- read that, it was like, you just have gotten used to not getting what you want because your resistance right. to it has been stronger than your desire for it. And so then you end exactly. up like, it's almost like a lack mentality or a, um, uh, yeah, whatever, like I, yeah, sometimes I'm just like, oh, that's too hard. I want that's too hard. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I thought about that too. Right now I'm in the situation. That's a shadow. That's a shadow of mine. Wow. Yeah. What, like to work for something that's too, like, to no, like just to, just to, to have, to have these, um, these, these lack restrictions and these, yeah, these kinds of, of things I put oh. on myself or not. Right, right, right. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know what I, you know what I wound up buying for Sabino? So I don't know if we still, well, you don't have to put this in, but I got these, the mindfold, like these. Oh, um, that's my friend, um, Karen and I talked today and I was telling her you should do the extra ocular vision thing for, um, her son is like eight or whatever. And he's kind of into yoga and he's kind of psychic and stuff too. And she was like, you're talking about like the mindfold. And I was like, I don't know. It's called extra ocular vision in Mexico. I don't know what it's called. She's like, well, there's a mindful thing over here. So I guess that is the thing. So besides the, just like the, the cover up, like, is there exercises you're supposed to do with it? Does it tell you anything? Well, there, first of all, there's a, there's a show on Gaia. That's all about this. So I saw the show and the superhuman, right. And it's funny because I saw it advertised here, like as a movie and I wanted to see it. I was like, wow, this looks interesting. And then I didn't go to the live show here. Like it was being, it was being um, presented at this little theater. And, and then I got home and then I realized it was actually on Gaia and I was like, oh, that's weird. But they're in episodes on Gaia. They're like, I think there's a movie, but then there's also like these episodes. I don't know if it's the same thing or different. So I just watched like the first episode and I was like, I think sounds really cool. I'm going to order this for Sabino. I went to their website and I was like, this sounds cool. So they had a court, they had like a kid's course. So I was like, oh, I'll just do it for him. But, and then uh, I'll get them for myself. So I got myself and him the the glasses or whatever, um, the mask and uh, the course, like we only did one of it, one out of four. There's like four for part one. Um, For the kid, that four part course was like 189 or something like that. I think it was like 189 but i'm not happy with it at all it was it was like a it was like a zoom video of him the teacher teaching like three kids or four kids and so like the kids are all like like it's like cut it cuts out it's like a podcast you know type of situation like mm-hmm. where we, like you start talking and then we see you and so there were like these kids like playing around with these masks and him like giving really bad instructions. It was just a very poorly done video. So I'm not happy with it. And Sabina was just like, this sucks. I can't see. So we did the exercise. The exercise was actually, you're supposed to put on the goggles or whatever, the mask. And then you have this different color paper and you're supposed to, the first exercise is like, you have to hold up what, with the go- things on. 
after first you do these eye exercises, look up, like look down for a while, look to the right, look to the left, whatever. Like you have to hold that position for a long time. And then there, he's like, you gotta make sure there's a little light coming in the side. Like you should be able to see a little bit of light. And so like, you're not really sure how tight to make them. Like, so somebody was like trying to adjust it. I don't know what he sees. Like, I don't know how much light he's supposed to have. And so he, he, so he held it up and he couldn't see anything. He got one right and he said he guessed on it. And so he was really frustrated. And there was only one kid that was getting like any of them right, kind of. Like she got maybe 90% of them right. The rest of the kids were like too young. Like one of them didn't even, like the mindful things didn't even fit on her head. And like, it was a mess. And I was just like, this is like a poorly done video. His, his instructions were bad. And Sabino thinks it's a scam. He's like, it's a scam. Cause then I did it. And I was like, oh, I could see a little bit of light. I'm like, but that means that I could see the reflection of the color. Yeah, so, say, then you can see the color. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so he's just like, that's just a, it's a trick. He's like, that's just a trick because you're, you're able to see it. So he doesn't even want to do the rest of it. So I think I'll just do the rest of the course. Um, so there's like, you were supposed to get I'm a sorry, but for 189, you should have better quality than that. I know exactly. And then she sent us um, with it came a video. No, sorry. There's a meditation thing that I'm going to look at. Um, and like two meditations or something, but I don't even, I think that was for the adults. Like there's an adult class that I was gonna buy for myself, but I was like, after seeing this, I don't really wanna spend my money again. And they all have a bunch of different classes, but they had the, the um, ocular vision one. They didn't call it ocular vision, but it, it is that, that's what I was thinking it was. And then, um, yeah. And then, so there's a bunch of different exercises. I had to buy like these plastic colored cups, like that's gonna be another exercise. So I bought all these extra materials. Better if it was like white with just like numbers, like one through seven or one through nine or something on there, you know. And then yeah, because he's he's like, well, you're supposed to start off by seeing a little bit of light. I guess you're training your eyes or like your third eye, apparently. He's like, and then eventually, I think it's going to be tighter, so you can't see anything. But I still didn't like it. So now what he's talking about just is like, I'm not going to do it again, and I'm like. I just spent a lot of money and then I had to get these shipped from the, the States and, um, and I'll use, I use them for meditation. Like they're good meditation dog, like whatever mask, but like, really, I just felt like I'm not happy with it. So we'll see. Oh, and there's a Facebook group. That's a bummer. That's a real bummer. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's just like, this is such a scam. Like I watched the first episode and I was like, this looks really cool. They did remote viewing actually in the first episode. Okay. So it was the woman who created the course and like this whole program. And then there was an interview and then there was another woman, this guy taught this woman how to do remote viewing and she found something across this campus and assuming it was, <coughs> it was not pre-scripted, then it was a pretty good, <coughs> it was a pretty good, um, like remote view, but okay. Yeah, and his instructions were different. I, mean, I would I've like had, to see the I've rest had, of the series. We both have had good experience with remote viewing. So like maybe he'd get into that, but I don't know. Yeah. And there were a lot of there were a lot of other classes on this um, superhuman. It wasn't super like it was associated with superhuman. So there were two websites. Superhuman was the one for the movie, and there were some links. And then with one of those links was this program that teaches these kids how to do those things. And not just kids, like adults too, but there were a bunch of different classes. So, I mean, yeah. I remember hearing with the extraocular vision, it's like, you can't do it when you're an adult. It like, you're penal yeah. land, like two cows. I remember that, that you said that, that, but yeah. 
No, the ages for here were the ages that they recommended were like, it was too young for the little ones for the distance because he was well, not I able also to help. thought it was like the mother was just like hopping it, in and out it was a mess hmm. I don't know it was up to age like the other one was there was one for adults like I said that's why I was like okay cool I'm gonna do this for me and then the one for kids went up to like I don't know 18 or 14 or it was older so oh I think wow. it was yeah, it was maybe 12, actually it may have been 12. So I was like, oh, perfect. Cause he's still in the age group, but he's like at the end of it. It was probably like the person who's starting with their eight-year-old is probably a good age. Huh, that's disappointing though. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing, but I do want to do the rest of it and see what happens, but anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, even just if, if nothing else, the quality of it is like, come on. That's yeah, they, they need to re-record it and like at least do that video again because I feel like he wasn't a very good, it wasn't a very good class. It hmm. was just like completely poorly done. And it was an hour and I felt like, cause he was spending so much time like, okay, so, all right, so are you guys ready? Okay, and what's your name? And like, he went through their names and stuff. I was like, oh, why so am I you watching really got this? to like, see like someone's live. You got to see like their like live, like their, like them actually teaching a class like that's like you yes pre pre like yeah it was a re recording it was a recording of uh yeah it wasn't a slide deck or it wasn't a presentation like he was pretending to teach to you yeah, that's personally amazing. it was just like a recording like a zoom class that was recorded and they sold it hmm. so i would not recommend that if you're going to keep this part on i wouldn't recommend it um yeah, which is a shame because I feel like it could have had potential, but now I feel like I feel like disenchanted by the whole experience. Well, I'm glad you actually tried that out because I've always been thinking like, oh wow, like you know. But I also think about those tribes in like Colombia or other parts in South America where they um, they they have the kids stay in caves for a certain amount of years or like a long, long time so that they can learn how to see with their third eye, and then those kids end up becoming like the shaman that I think there's got to be something too oh yeah that's why I believe in this I don't I I still think that it has potential I just think that that was yeah. poorly well, done you know I have my my friend Paulina was teaching the extra ocular yeah. vision in Mexico City and she said like there are some really impressive stuff she's like not every kid could do it but she's like there was some impressive stuff where Results. she's you right yeah well that's what he said he's like he said that he started he started teaching it because he was doing it he, he had his daughter do it. I don't know how old his daughter was, but then after that, he was so impressed with the results that he decided to become a teacher and he's taught over like 60 people, 60 kids how to do it. I don't know how many of them were like that successful. Is this, so is this mindful? Is that all his company or is this just, he's like one teacher of many in that? He's a teacher of it. He was probably certified like your friend was. Mm. So See, that's sometimes yeah. the, um, like I just got this book on how to see better. It's like, I can't remember what the name of the author is, but it's like, you know, there's also like Paul McCartney did this like thing or a lot of people talk about like, you can just like look up, look down, like, yeah, yes. like do that whole thing. But like for three seconds, look in the center, look down, like, and then you do like around the clock, around that, and you could do the whole thing, like with your eyes shut and do that whole thing too. But um like I've started to I mean like I'm almost 40 and like I've started to have the whole um your eyes yeah my eyes are starting to get a little bit like wonky and I don't know if it's just because of the screen time or what 
but uh i mean and i'm i've always always had 2020 so that's it's kind of really irritating to kind of have to go huh what is mm-hmm. that, huh? um so I don't know. I think uh, I'm at a place where I'm like, I don't want to get glasses because I don't like having things. I don't have, I don't like mask and I don't like glass. I don't like things on my face. Yeah. You know, I don't mind wearing makeup on my face, but you know, like I don't like uh, other stuff like laying right. on my face. It, 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 it annoys me. So it's I, annoying. Uh, it's annoying. And then I, and I, anytime I do wear like sunshades and stuff like that, I'm always like, ugh, <sighs> I don't like it. But so like there's all these exercises and these things you could do where you can like improve your vision naturally apparently so yes uh i'm trying i tried to, doing that you tried doing that yeah. too like with all the exercises and stuff i did I, but I, I, yeah but i'm sure you have to be consistent i did it for like a week and i was like all right so i can't see anything but like see any difference but i'm sure you have to do it for like well and then i also ordered sananga from this shaman um that i uh um uh, that i work that I had worked with in Florida who um it's like 45 bucks I paid for that and those, I don't know if you have you ever t- taken Sananga no um I don't know what kind of root it is or whatever but it's like a Amazon Amazon forest uh shaman thing where they they put these drops in your eyes. Oh yes, 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 yes. We've discussed this. Burns like hell. It's just like the worst feeling. I've heard of it. It's like, yeah. oh, well, that's great, Nikki. Why would you like that? Because you see like a lion for like, like I, I at, when I do it, it's like my, the greens are greener, like the colors are like more vibrant and I can see further in the distance than I normally, like, it, it like makes my vision better than 2020 for like a day. And then it, but then your vision is like super sharp for like a week or two. So like, I was like, okay, I need it, but it's, it's very painful to do because it's like, basically it's like stabbing yourself every, every time you put it in. It's like the, the, the pain only lasts for like 30 seconds, but it's, well, it's real. It's and, like, but how do you know that that's not doing long-term damage in your eye? That's actually my, my bigger concern. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe it could be. Okay. That's the only thing. Cause I, I actually, when, I think I told you this, but anyway, this, um, here they have in Mexico, they have this herbal life. I think it's called herbal life. Yeah. And it's like one of those multi-marketing companies that sells like herb, like drinks, like herbal stuff. Is that like but, one of those, like, um, de- 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 uh, what is it? doTERRA. doTERRA. Yeah. Like, one of those. yeah, it's a multi-marketing company. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly what it is. So one time I was at this market and I don't know, this person had this booth or whatever, and they were selling other things, but then they had this, like these drops. And he's like, oh, these are eye drops. Like you're gonna, they hurt. I could put them in, you can do a sample of them. They're, they're, they're gonna like make it so you don't have to wear glasses. I was like, what? Probably Sananga. Yeah, exactly. And so he's, so he was like, it's this herb because it's gonna burn. It's gonna, it's gonna like burn your eye and then, but you're gonna be able to see good. I'll, I'll put them in. I was like, I don't know you and you're gonna put some drops in my eye that are gonna burn my eye. I'm not about to go do that. So at first I was like, oh, wow, that sounds interesting. And then I was like, what? No, that, I'm not doing that. That sounds horrible. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, you're asking me to put drops in my eye that are gonna burn my eye so I can see better. And I don't even know you. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Let me hurt you. 
let me hurt you. Come here. Put these straps in your arms. Like, get out of here. But anyway, I'm sure it was that. And um, yeah, yeah, that was my other question. I was like, so how long does this last? And what do you mean? I'm never gonna ever wear glasses again. I'm like, I, I don't, I can't see how that's possible. But I either I, I would say that effects are really like they wear off after like a month. But I mean, that's why I'm actually buying drops now so that I can kind of like just do it once. It's like it's literally like. Uh, you just like close your eyes, you put a couple of drops in, in, in the corner of each eye, and then you open your eye and you're like, shit, <laughs> it's like, oh my God. And then you just cry and you're like nose waters and you're like, ah, 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 for like 30 seconds and then the pain's gone. But then you, you like kind of like shake it off, you blank, and then you're like, oh, wow. I don't know. It's kind of cool. So and it's called Shenanga? Shenanga. Ananga? What? How do you spell yes. it? S-A-N-A-G-A-N-A ish, okay. something like that. Like that should get you close enough. Like yeah. Sananga Amazon, I think. Like you can't, like they don't sell it. You can't like there's no online shop or something. You have to find a shaman who makes it and then sends like it's not like it's it's kind of like it's like ayahuasca you know like because yeah. it's not hallucinogen you don't have a hallucinogen thing or right like you it's have just, to know somebody who it's not fda approved it's not fda approved. <laughs> no, it's definitely not fda approved i don't know i don't know if i'd be able to do that to be honest with you even okay, though you did the magnet thing to your eyes and it messed your eyes up right what was that yeah, but that was okay. So first of all, she was just like a biomagnetic, whatever. And I went in there for some, I forgot why I went to go see her, but she did like biomagnetics and I didn't know she was going to put them in, on my eyes. But anyway, so I laid down and so she put these magnets, like some in front and behind my body in different places and including like, I think one on each eye, they were pretty big magnets. And, uh, and then when I got up from laying down after like 20 minutes or a half an hour, I couldn't, I couldn't see clearly at all. I just saw everything was blurry. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? What, what did I just do? I just messed up my eyes. I can't believe I just like trust this person putting magnets on my eyes. Like, what was I thinking? And I was really mad at myself and mad at this lady. And then I was just like, she's like, no, it'll go away. And like, I don't know, like a half an hour, it took a while. It took like a half an hour to get back. I just was like, oh my God, I hope did it comes back. I make hope your vision back. worse longer or? I don't know what it did. I mean, I didn't go in there for vision stuff. I went in there probably for headaches or like for something not related to eye stuff at all. I didn't go in there for eye stuff. It didn't, it, it didn't, I mean, my, my, it returned back to the normal of what I always had, but I don't know. The magnets really affected the vision. That was messed up. I won't do that again either. Yeah, that's because I, I just feel like, like you know, my eyes. I have two of them, and I don't want to mess them up. Like I don't, I'm afraid to get laser surgery. But I am curious about the um, um, the ghee and putting and like. Oh, I've done that. I've done yeah, that. So like, tell, yeah, you tell me about that. So that's like a yogi yoga thing, and um, like it's an Ayurvedic practice, and so they did make this dough, like a big round. I might even have a picture of it with my eye. I'm not sure if I do or not. Uh, um, and you, you put like this big bunch of dough all around your eye, like a circle around your eye. And you're like laying down like this. And then it's like they pour like warm melted ghee into your eye. And then, so you, you're, you have your whole cavity of like, this is filled up with like this, like 
you know, liquefied butter and you're like, uh, uh, and then you like look all the way around and stuff and it's, everything's blurry. It's really, really bizarre. It's weird. Obviously I, you didn't have, you know, I don't have mascara or anything on when I did that. And, um, and then like the, uh, Ray, she's the one who did, did mine. Like, uh, you like rub around all around the eye like that. And you're trying, it's like some sort of, um, supposed to be like a spiritual cleanse thing where you're trying to like your eyes have seen a lot of shit or a lot of bad stuff and like it's like a cleansing process of doing that but I what I found interesting is like she was like pushing like like lightly on on everything up there and there was air bubbles and stuff that were like popping out of my eye like so she got all that out and um uh so you think I think you probably do like 10 minutes per eye one eye at a time and like when I first then like I dipped it over like all the oil got out it was just like um ew like it took a minute to like not have like a film on my eye or whatever and then I just kept on blinking and like kind of like wiping off my eye or blinking and then you just feel so clear and you just feel so like everything is just so beautiful and clear and like I already have really um like I get people comment on this a lot they comment on my teeth and on my white part of my eyes like my whites are really white like the I don't know what that part's called that's white in your eyes or whatever but my eyes were like looked like I had white out eyes like they were so like I mean but not not my all eyes but I'm just saying like the white part of my eyes yeah yeah can't remember it's not a name like, I don't know what that's yeah called. I know it's not uh, the pupil but it's not the no it's not the, it's pupil not the iris. iris or the pupil. It's something like a clavicle even though that yeah. doesn't sound right it's something like know. that anyway and then um yeah so I've done that and I've done Sananga all right well cool well Miss Danielle this was a good one yeah this is it was it was good talking to you on podcast live and I think that um I was going to say if anybody has an idea for us to have a conversation about definitely let Nikki know and we will talk about it yes we will and like we were going to be doing a couple other books I don't know what we're going to do with that but yeah we're going to get back to reviewing some books and giving some criticism about them soon too so that's going to go yes yeah yeah all right well all right peace out Ha, <laughs>